0: Hello. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you about spiritual gifts. Now, there is a lot of controversy around this topic. Um, if you have been in church for any length of time, you you may or may not know this actually, um, but that there actually is a lot of controversy surrounding what's, what spiritual gifts are, what they look like, if all of the spiritual gifts listed in the Bible still exist today, and lots of things. So today I'm going to be sharing part one of what's going to be a series on the spiritual gifts and the things that we as Christians need to know about the spiritual gifts. So before we dive into today's conversation, let me pray over you and invite the Lord into our time together. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you have um, just equipped us. For every good work that you have for us Lord I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit uh, that the Holy Spirit in and of himself is a gift to us that he is dwelling in us and is there to teach and guide and lead Lord I thank you for that father I thank you that on top of the gift of your very presence you also give us, us gifts of service gifts of, and, and abilities in order to perform um whatever tasks you have for us well lord i thank you for that father i just pray for all of my friends here today that you would just open their hearts and minds to what it is you want to teach them through this conversation lord father i thank you for the journey you've taken me on in this subject lord how you have um opened my eyes to the truth of your word and taught me just some beautiful things lord and i Thank you for the opportunity to share those lessons I've learned with my friends. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you put a filter over my mouth so that only that which is of you will be spoken. I submit this time to you and invite you to just uh, fill this time in this space, Lord, in your name. Amen. All right, friends. The Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts. As I said earlier, there's a lot of controversy around that. Um, a little bit of background on myself. I was raised in a, um, denomination that acknowledged that the Holy Spirit existed, but did not live in the spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Meaning we would say and look at the Bible and say, yeah, the Holy Spirit exists. Yes, there's gifts of the spirit, etc." cetera. But there was no teaching on how to live in that power that we see talked about in in the bible and then i went to a college that taught that the holy spirit was kind of just there um we didn't really learn much about the holy spirit and there was a list of holy spirit gifts that are talked about in the bible that were very um the college i went to very adamantly um claimed that those those spiritual gifts no longer exist in the world today Um, but today I want to talk about what spiritual gifts are as I mentioned earlier this is going to be a multi-part series Um, this is part one of the multi-part series so we're going to start by looking at 1st Corinthians 12 and I'm actually going to go through the entire chapter today and break some things down for you because this chapter 12 of, of 1 Corinthians really is the chapter where we kind of get some pretty good definitions of what spiritual gifts are, okay? So starting in verse 1, I am reading the NLT version, um, just so you guys know, and, but, you know, any version that is based on the original languages and is as accurate as possible is great. <laughs> um, so chapter 12, verse 1 in first corinthians now dear brothers and sisters regarding your question about the special abilities the spirit gives us i don't want you to misunderstand this you know that when you were still pagans you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols so i want you to know that no one speaking by the spirit of god will curse jesus and no one can say jesus is lord except by the holy spirit there are different kinds of spiritual gifts but the same spirit is the source of them all There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. Okay, I'm going to highlight that for a minute, okay? Everyone is given a gift specific to them and the anointing and calling that God has put on their life. This means that the person, and I think we all know that, I mean, if we've been in the church for any length of time. Most of us know this, that right. Some person has, some people have the gift of speaking, of getting up in front of people and teaching God's word. Others have the gift of hospitality, the gift of service, the gift of, you know, being the janitor. Those are all gifts. Okay. And the Bible is really clear about that. Well, let's move on. Verse seven, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Okay. The point of spiritual gifts is to serve others is to serve others in the church and primarily okay spiritual gifts the, the purpose of spiritual gifts is primarily to serve others in the church um spiritual gifts can also be used to serve those outside the church but really ultimately the primary function of spiritual gifts is to build up the body of christ The body of Christ is the church, is your fellow believers. And we're talking church universal, not the building you attend every Sunday, okay? Um, The building is a great place to gather, but it is not the church. The church is the body of believers. It is the individuals who all come together as the body of Christ. So the purpose of a spiritual gift is to help the church, to one person the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice to another the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge so wise advice would be like wise advice right that makes pretty much sense um words of wisdom uh special knowledge that's going to be knowledge that one could only know through the spirit right that's what what um, words of knowledge or special knowledge would be would be there's no earthly way that that person could know what it is that they say are saying to another that it was has to be through the spirit the same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else the one spirit gives the gift of healing okay so right the gift of being able to just hold on to faith no matter what the gift of healing others, he gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. I can, I'm can. i probably going to end up doing a whole video on prophecy alone, but I want to highlight the fact that prophecy um, is not just foretelling the future. It is also, the, the definition of prophecy is hearing and being able to communicate the word of God. And that could be foretelling the future, like the prophets of the Old Testament. It could be forthtelling. It could just be simply proclaiming Jesus is Lord. Technically, um, teaching the word of God is a form of prophecy. I'm just going to throw that out there. And again, I'll dig into that more in this series. Um, He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So I'm going to highlight something. And it's that every single one of the gifts listed in this particular list here are um, some level of supernatural. Some level of supernatural gift. And so one thing that I'm going to highlight is there are, everyone has gifts and abilities. So there are natural gifts and there are spiritual gifts. And this is really important to know the distinction because, um, some denominations and, um, portions of Christianity, like the one I grew up in, um, mix up natural gifts with spiritual gifts. Here's the deal. So there's natural gifts and abilities. There are some people who are naturally good teachers. There are some people who are naturally good speakers, naturally, very organized. It's part of their personality. It's part of who God made them to be, period. And they would have those skills and abilities and gifts, whether they were saved or not. Those are natural abilities, okay? Natural gifts. They are still gifts from God because God is the one who created us. But those things, things like organization, things like the ability to teach, things like um, the even a heart to serve those are natural gifts okay when you become born again those gifts those natural gifts are redeemed because again you would be using those gifts whether you were saved or not because it's that that is part of who you are but when you become saved your natural gifts that you were born with become redeemed and are now being used in the service of Christ. And then as someone who has been saved, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, when you accept Jesus and you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, and your spirit becomes new, you are given spiritual gifts. And those can be And, you know, some people think that it stops here, that those can be basically that your natural gifts are then have been redeemed and converted into now they're being used instead of for selfish gain, they're being used to further the kingdom of Christ. Okay. And that's true. That does happen. But that's not the spiritual gifts that God talks about in the Bible. Okay. Your natural gifts being redeemed and being used to now further the cause of Christ rather than to further your own selfish interests. Um... When as they were used when you were not saved. That's great, but spiritual gifts are gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit that you're not necessarily born with, or it is an amplification of maybe some of the gifts that you were born with. For example, some people are born more discerning than others Um, and they can use that gift for good or ill, but when they are saved, they use that gift for good Um, for christ when they make the choice to do that and the holy spirit can amplify that gift and make it even stronger but there are also spiritual gifts supernatural gifts that the lord puts on us the lord gives us when we're saved because the holy spirit is the spirit of god we have the full power and authority of god in us of jesus in us through the holy spirit that means that we have the same abilities. So, this list here, I want to highlight, nowhere did they does this list say, "Oh, somebody has the gift of hospitality. Somebody has the gift of organizing. Somebody has the gift of what etc." The ones that you normally see, you know, certain denominations listing as spiritual gifts. Those are gifts and those are great, but those really aren't what God's talking about here. He's talking about words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, speaking in unknown languages, also known as speaking in tongues, interpreting those unknown languages and tongues. Those are the ones that are specifically listed in the Bible. So I really want to highlight for you guys, those gifts are ac- accessible to us as Christians. The Lord gives us those gifts. I'm going to move on to chapter verse 12 of chapter 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we all have been baptized into one body by the one by one spirit, and we share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those that we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together with such a such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for more, makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. Okay. So basically what this is saying again is that there are lots of different gifts that the Lord gives. And there are natural gifts and abilities that he redeems and he amplifies. And there are also supernatural gifts that he gives. Everyone has access to spiritual gifts. Everyone gets spiritual gifts, one or more. That's part of being a Christian is that you're given the gift of the Holy Spirit inside of you. And you're given one or more spiritual gifts. But everyone has a different call and anointing on their life. We are all unique. We all have our own background. So two people might be given the same gifts. Two people might have the gift of healing. But one person comes from, but both come from different backgrounds. And so even within that same gift of having the gift of healing, they're going to be utilizing it differently. And they're going to be ministering to different people because they have a different anointing on their life so this is basically what this is saying is that there are many gifts of the spirit and everyone is given gifts according to the anointing that the lord has put on that person's life so what is so so important is to understand that just because you don't have a specific gift or you don't even necessarily understand that gift doesn't mean that it's not from god i've seen over the course of my own experience in the church a lot of people looking especially at the supernatural gifts the gifts like the words of wisdom or prophecy or healing or speaking in tongues and they don't have that gift and they and the person instead of understanding this concept that just because you don't have that gift doesn't mean it's not a gift it just means that's not your anointing that instead of kind of embracing that concept they look at that and say well i don't have that gift and i don't understand that gift so it must not be from God." That is such a dangerous and arrogant perspective. I know I'm probably stepping on toes right now to say that, but that is so arrogant to think that just because you don't understand something or just because you don't have that gift and you have a hard time understanding it, that it must not be from God. Like, no. The Bible says right here, That everyone is given different gifts and different gifts and different measures. And everyone has a unique anointing on their life. So someone needed to hear that. Be careful not to be arrogant about just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that it's not from God. All right, moving on to chapter 20, or verse 27 in chapter 12. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed to the church. First are apostles. Second are prophets. Third are teachers. Then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Okay, I want to talk about this list really quick. This list is not exhaustive of the gifts that the Lord has given the church. But this is a order of authority in the church. Apostles. God gave the church apostles. And the apostles have kind of the ultimate authority in the church. First level. After Jesus, obviously. Jesus has the ultimate authority. But then you've got the apostles. Then you've got prophets those who hear from God and speak God's word. Then you have teachers, the people who teach and dig into God's word and explain it so that others can understand it. Then you have those who do miracles, people who have the supernatural ability to perform miraculous deeds. Those who have the gift of healing, those who help others, those with the gift of leadership, of just being able to lead, Rally people, organize, lead people. And then those who speak in unknown languages. Those are all gifts that the Lord gave the church to help order, put into order the um, order of authority. Kind of the, the, you know, yeah, the hierarchy of not to say that apostles are better than healers not to say that a prophet is better than someone who speaks in tongues this isn't a someone's better or worse but in the world god created the world with a hierarchy of authority and that still extends to the church verse 29 are we all apostles are we all prophets are we all teachers do we all have the power to do miracles do we all have the gift of healing do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So so you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. Okay. So what this is saying here is not everyone can do all the things. That's what this whole chapter is about. God has given lots of gifts because one single person can't do all the things. We all have our own gifting that the Lord has put on us so that we can work together and serve each other And so that we all are built up, we all are edified, and all our needs are taken care of. That is how God designed it. How God designed the church. So we are not, you know, we don't, we're not all the things. We're whatever it is the Lord has given us. We have those gifts. But we should desire and seek and ask the Lord to give us gifts that will be the most helpful wherever we are. And here's the deal, guys. God's not stingy, okay? God's not stingy with his gifts. He's not like, I only have, you know, I have my cupboard full of gifts and there's one jar of each and that's all I've got. So I've got to make sure that I dole it out just right to everybody. No, God has abundance. He has all the gifts that he can pour out on all of us. So, we can ask for certain gifts and He will give them to us. He will. So, if you're looking, if you're in a place where you're ministering and you're seeing there's no one around you with the gift of healing, and you're in a place where there's a need for healing, you can go to God and say, God, We need the gift of healing in this church. Please either pour it out on me or send me to send me someone who has that gift. And he will, he wants to meet our needs, but we need to ask him for it. Okay. So we can seek out, we can ask. Now this isn't like some artificial, like, Oh, put yourself in that position, but you can, we don't do that. That can be, that's arrogant, but we can out of the desire to be more Christ like say, Lord, give me more wisdom lord help me know what to say to this person who's hurting we can ask and he will give it to us jesus says in matthew ask and you will receive seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you he is talking to us okay this isn't that That verse where he talks about that isn't just talking to the unsaved person entering the kingdom of heaven. No, he's talking to his disciples. He's talking to his followers, telling them that if we ask of God, we will receive. If we seek God, we will find him. If we knock on the door asking for more of the spirit, the door will be opened to us and we will have it in abundance. So important to understand this, guys. So seek after the gifts, gifts of the spirit and developing those gifts and use, and you develop these gifts by using them, by practicing them consistently. And this chapter ends, the very last part of this chapter says, but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And that's how chapter 12 ends. And we're going to transition into chapter 13 in part two. So this is where i'm gonna stop guys okay i really want to encourage you though the takeaway from this video there are many many spiritual gifts just because you don't have one or you don't understand one doesn't mean it's not from god seek the spirit ask the spirit to give you discernment ask the spirit to give you wisdom to know that what is from him and what isn't but Don't assume that just because you've never seen a certain gift exercised or just because you don't understand it because it's supernatural, that it's not from God. God is the God of the supernatural. So friends, I'm going to stop here and I hope you join me for part two coming up but I wanna just let you know if you have any questions, please feel free to drop them in a comment. If this was encouraging, um, enlightening, or even a kick in the pants, I would love it if you would hit that subscribe button um, or give me a like or share in the comments something that really stood out to you. Or even if you hate it and you think I'm crazy, you can share me share that too. Let me know what you thought of this. But um, if you enjoyed it, um and think that this is a message that would bless and encourage any of your friends or anybody you know please share it as well and again always if you want to um be following along and be notified when part two of this goes live make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you are notified all right have a wonderful day my friends bye